Hey there, this is a Real Life Church podcast, and we are working through the New City Catechism. And in this first episode, I thought it might be helpful to just answer a couple of questions quickly. The first is, what is a catechism? And second, why is it such a helpful tool? First, what is a catechism? Well, the word catechesis simply means to teach or instruct orally or by word of mouth or verbally. And the reason why it's been such a helpful tool, and well, this isn't why, but it's it's been such a helpful tool, is for centuries Christians have used this as a means of learning the foundational truths of the Christian faith and, and seen it as a helpful tool in passing these truths on from generation to generation. Usually a catechism is structured in a question and answer format with um, supporting scriptures. And of course, it needs to be said that a catechism is only as good as its faithful reflection of what scripture actually teaches. So a catechism isn't something that is to be used instead of scripture. It's, it's a helpful tool that in a concise way can convey the foundational truths of scripture, um, but it needs to be faithful to scripture, of course. Well, the New City Catechism is a modern catechism that I believe does faithfully reflect the teachings of Scripture in 52 questions and answers. And um, we live in a time in which biblical illiteracy is high, and uh, to me anyways, it seems that doctrinal concern is low and secularism is certainly on the ascendancy. And at such a time, learning or relearning the foundational truths of our faith is a safeguard not only for you, but also for your children and your children's children, or if you don't have children, not only for you, but for the following generations that God wants you to help impart the faith to. Listen to what Deuteronomy 6, verses 6 to 9 says. This is Moses speaking to the children of Israel, and um, he says this, And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them as doorposts on your house and on your gates. And so Moses is saying these, these words that I command you, the teaching or the, what, I'm, what I'm going to, to give to you orally or verbally, uh, you are to write them on your heart. They're to be taught to your children. You're to talk of them at all times. You're to bind them as a sign in your hand. In other words, these are to dominate your life. And as Christians, we want God's truth to dominate our lives. And as, as uh, faithful Christians, we want to, certainly as parents, but also um, every Christian wants to impart these truths to the following generation. So, with that, let's go ahead and look at the New City Catechism question one. And here's what question one is. It's this, what is our only hope in life and death? And the answer is this, that we are not our own, but belong body and soul, both in life and death, to God and to our Savior, Jesus Christ. We were once slaves of sin, we lived for ourselves, we belonged to ourselves, 
and we had no concern for God, and quite frankly, we were without hope in this world. But Jesus Christ, the God-man, lived a sinless life, died an atoning death in order to purchase us from God, for, excuse me, for God, not from God, for God. He redeemed us, he ransomed us, he purchased us for God. And therefore, through faith in Christ, we now belong to God and we're no longer slaves of sin and Satan. Think about this. The Father withheld nothing from us, but he gave us his own son in order to adopt us into his family. And so we now belong to him. And it's not just our bodies that belong to him in this life, nor just our souls that belong to him in the life to come or at death. It is body and soul or our whole person, and it is both in life and death or our entire existence in time and eternity that belong to God. We are not our own, but belong body and soul, both in life and death, to God and to our Savior, Jesus Christ. The Christian hope is real and massive, for it alone can give us the confident assurance we need to face all of life, the ups and the downs, when life seems to be going swimmingly, and when life seems to be falling apart, we can have confident assurance that we belong to God and to Jesus Christ. And the Christian hope can give us this confident assurance when we're facing death, which we most certainly will. So if we really believe this, if we understand that we're not our own, but belong to God and to our Savior Jesus Christ in life and death, body and soul, how should we respond to God? Well, in one sense, there's only one reasonable response to God, and it's this. We should respond by giving ourselves unreservedly to God. And that means we don't get to decide for ourselves what is right and wrong, what we want to do with our lives, and so forth. Rather, we submit our plans, our wills, and our entire lives to God, and we do so motivated by love and gratitude to God our Father. What is our only hope in life and death? That we are not our own, but belong body and soul, both in life and death, to God and to our Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, the scripture that's uh, given for this question and answer, that is such a powerful passage I'd encourage you to memorize, is Romans 14, verses 7 and 8. This is written by the Apostle Paul to Christians. It's important we recognize this is written to Christians. And it says this, For none of us lives to himself, and none of us dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So then, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. Amen. Lord, let this truth be on our hearts and lived out and on our lips to your praise and glory. In Jesus' name, amen.